and welcome back to Rest of Success. Um, starting to get into a little bit of a rhythm here. I think that uh, this is something that I'm going to try to do on Wednesdays and Fridays, uh, whether it's you know pre-recording the episodes or or recording them live, uh, like this morning. But I think Wednesday and Friday is good. I, I wanted to do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or I wanted to do you know Monday and Friday or Monday and Wednesday. But what I found out about Monday is. Um, with work, with everything that's going on, Monday's always the craziest day. Um, to, to be able to sit down and give this my all was just not something I felt like uh, I could do on a Monday, at least at the moment. So Monday's a big dig out day. Uh, and then, you know, Tuesday, I take some time to gather my thoughts, think about, you know, what are some things that I learned over the weekend? What are some things that I learned over the past week that I can uh, talk about and bring to this podcast? So uh, pretty interesting weekend. Uh, on my end. And finally, anybody who who knows me knows that I, you know, do rental real estate, I flip real estate. And uh, I was in the middle of or on the back end of uh, flipping a property in Philadelphia for the last must be three months or so. Um, You know, I purchased the property February of 2021, with super grand plans to just flip this thing, uh, you know, put X amount into it, uh, and then turn around, sell it, make a nice large profit. And of course it never goes as planned. Um, so I think it's a good place to start, uh, just to kind of break down that whole process, that thought process, just to give you an idea of, uh, you know, what it takes to, you know, for something like that, uh, real estate wise, or just, you know, setting your mind to something for that, you know, long of a period of time. I, I talk about, you know, delaying gratification a lot. Um, something that, you know, it doesn't seem like anybody is good at uh, these days, including myself. And, um, but it's something that when you look back on, it, it's definitely worth it over time. Um, so in this case, didn't really delay gratification. I just prolonged slow, slow, painful processes. Uh, but I'm just going to break down that whole transaction and sort of the flow of it. So anybody who's interested in the real estate aspect of things, I uh, can get a little bit of idea, a little bit of an idea of, of what all goes into that. So February of 2021, it was an interesting time. So, you know, I have these two rental properties in Philadelphia. They're going really, really well. And I saw an opportunity for my first flip property uh, in Philadelphia, not too far from the other ones. Uh, so at this point, I'm very, very familiar with the market. I know what the place should be worth. Uh, it was 1440 square feet, 1440. Uh, my other places were smaller, but they were, when I had just refinanced them, they were appraising through the roof. Uh, so I thought, hey, you know what? Based off of what things are going for right now, uh, I could probably, you know, I could probably looking at, you know, 315 for uh, for this place once it's all completely fixed up with nice finishes and all that. So I walk through, I look how, you know, look at the property, uh, what needs to be done, and I estimate about 55,000 in work. Purchase I ended up purchasing the property for 140 after it's all said and done 150 uh, with closing costs and all that stuff. So follow along with the math here. We're at 150. I thought I was going to put 55 into it. Uh, that's what I had had budgeted for, so that would take me to 205, uh, and and we were looking at about 315 on the sale. So on paper, this was beautiful. I was like, wow, I could clear 100k here, and then that's 10% of a million dollars. I could go find a million dollar building. Not the case. It's never the case. 
long story short, um, you know, probably over the course of six months, ended up spending about a hundred thousand dollars. So that one hundred and fifty turned to two hundred and fifty. Uh, simultaneously, the market started to slow down, interest rates started to rise, and record low number of individuals uh, were taking out loans or applying for loans, I should say. So obviously, if you know anything about how markets in general work, uh, that left me with a property that it's not worth three fifteen. dollars um, I, I couldn't even get two seventy five. dollars so if you know anything about real estate, you know, you know, you have your your price you might sell it for, but then you have closing costs, you have other fees, expenses you have to pay for at the end. Um, so closing costs for this, we're gonna come in around fifteen thousand ish. And so basically I ended up putting two fifty into it. Um more like two fifty five at the end. We are uh today we close. And it is, uh, I saw the settlement sheet. What I'll walk away with is $251,000. So $254,000, $255,000 into it, $251,000 back. That's negative. I think it came out to like negative $2,250 something. So the math is a little bit wrong there, but I know I I walk away with $2,250 in the negative. Uh, when in the beginning I had anticipated over $100,000 in the positive, which we all do. We all overestimate things, but this was a gross, gross overestimate. So I could look at this one of two, one of two ways. I could look at this as a complete disaster, total failure. I lost $2,000 for six or seven months of my dime. Or the way that I'm choosing to look at this is, well, first of all, everybody needs one. If you ever heard anybody talk about you know success in real estate, you know everybody needs a disaster or two or three. The way that I'm choosing to look at this is I just spent at school, you know, it was over $200,000 to go to school because of this crazy, crazy high tuition. And I just got six or seven months of education on the real estate market, how to deal with people, how to network, how to make connections, how to deal with contractors, uh, different aspects of the contracting business itself, uh, how to frame out a house. I learned all of that stuff for $2,200 over the course of seven or eight months. That's the cheapest schooling you could ever get. So I bring this up because first of all, it's very relevant. We closed today on this property. Uh, but I also bring this up because it's important how you look at things. Things are going to go bad frequently, the more involved you are with different things. If you hide in your house all day, you play video games that makes you happy. You know, that's, you know, that that's different. Um, you can sit down and watch Netflix all day and you probably, probably be, you know, pretty content with your life if that's something you like to do. But when you're out you know, in the world trying to do things, trying to find success, that always comes with challenges. That always comes with adversity. Uh, so it's important to to recognize, hey, things aren't going to go the way that we planned, but I know what's going to get me out of that. What's going to make me continue to do this is perspective. So on that note, what I did want to talk about today uh, is just the fact that you can. there's always more that you can do. That's a little bit vague, and this message may not resonate with everybody, but it is something that I do feel really, really strongly about. I always, when I do these podcasts, ever since, you know, when I went back and did them with with Anthony at school, uh, as I'm continuing to do them now, I always try to be very balanced in the way that I talk about 
things. I try to ba- be balanced so I can cater to everybody. So everybody can take a little bit of value from it. Um, but my thoughts aren't balanced. Um, and I think I should focus my attention on the audience that's really going to listen and resonate with this. Uh, they talk about, you know, podcasts, you're really supposed to pick your niche and find your niche. And I realized that I'm trying to cater to everybody because I do really want to help everybody, you know, feel motivated and get up and do, go do something and, and all that. But uh, I know that's not necessarily how it works. So I'd rather, you know, really, really make an impact on a few people's lives rather than trying to, yeah, you know, half, you know, giving it, you know, half effort just to try to uh, appeal every, to everybody. So uh, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, I'd love to hear feedback uh, for anybody who's, who's going to listen to this. Um, but, you know, this podcast is really for those people who are, you know, slightly crazy, super driven, willing to sacrifice a lot just to find out you know, why you're here on the earth, what's meaningful, what's your true purpose, things of that nature. Um, because that's what I care about. That's what I'm constantly trying to search for. Um, so uh, I think, you know, it's not like you can't take anything from this podcast. If you are not one of those people, I don't want to pigeonhole, you know, this is my specific audience, but I think this is the type of audience that I want uh, to cater my speech, cater my language and my messaging to. So I'm going to give it a try and, um, you know, see, see how it sticks. So anyway, you can always do more. And I think about this a lot because now we do, I always bring up this delayed gratification thing. Uh, we, we live in a culture where it is, we're always looking to do less to get more. You know, they say work smarter, not harder. I, I always, you know, in, in some industries, fields, activities that might apply uh, where you need energy, you need to conserve energy. Um, maybe fighting, you want to work smarter, not necessarily just go balls to the wall all the time uh, for something like UFC or boxing, something like that. Um, but I think you need to work hard and you obviously should work smart, but you should work smart and hard because if everybody else is working smarter, not harder, if you work smarter and harder, you're probably at an advantage. It seems to be the new popular thing to like you know, find balance and, uh, and you need balance to live a happy and healthy life. Uh, and I do think you should find balance in certain parts of your life that are important to you. If you want to spend more time with your family and your job is taking you away from your family, then that's a goal that you should, you should set. And you shouldn't look at it as I'm finding balance for the sake of balance. You should say, this is my goal and I'm going to work hard at my goal to, to be closer to my family, or I'm going to work harder at my goal to keep my work in between nine to five. You should still be working hard at that. You shouldn't be relaxing saying, well, I just need to find balance today. I'm just going to, I'm just going to lay out and and do no. If you're going to lay out, if you want to lay out in the sun and relax, then you need to, to work hard at relaxing. It should be, you should, you should be working for those things too, because when you achieve it, you won't feel lazy. You'll feel happy that you did it. You'll feel motivated. You'll feel, you'll feel, you know, that you have control over your life because you said, I'm going to do this and I chose to do this. When you're, I, I said this in the last podcast, I talked a little bit about, um, you know, when you actually learn things and it always seems to come off the backs of challenges. And this is what the whole, um, you know, I think it was two podcasts ago. I was talking about challenges and, and this is why you should always be striving to do more. Um, I said this to my girlfriend the other day um, when I was just, just over text. It's like one of the things that I really want to do, 
I want to do a little bit of everything. I want to try everything because I want to relate to more people. And, you know, I was saying earlier the other day, I would love to step in the, to train for a boxing match, step in the ring and box a buddy. I would love to, you know, I learned how to ski because, and now I can have conversations about skiing with people who I never could connect with before. I want to go to different countries and I want to learn different, you know, aspects of different languages. And I don't need to be an expert at every single thing that I do, but I want to go in there and work hard at those things. So I don't just want to ski for the sake of skiing. I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to ski when I feel comfortable to get my own skis. I'm going to get my own skis. I'm going to go in the winter X amount of times. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to enjoy it, but I'm going to work on getting better at it. Why? Because when somebody says, oh, I went skiing, I can talk about the mountains. I can talk about the experience of carving through the powder and uh, because I want to be able to relate to everybody. And I, that, that might come off a little bit of jack of all trades, master of none kind of thing. Uh, but I like to think of it as, you know, jack of all trades, master of some, you know, what I have to make a living off of, you know, I do sales in the senior living industry. These are things that I really want to become experts at, and I'm going to continue to work the majority of my time to become experts at these things. But, you know, I don't need to ski day in, day out, like I'm preparing for a competition. But uh, I want to be able to do those kinds of activities to their fullest. And I want to have a bunch of different experiences, experience it to their fullest. A great example of this is the bodybuilding competition that I did. I didn't grow up in a bodybuilding family. I didn't grow up, you know, surrounded by bodybuilders or anybody really who talked about bodybuilding. The reason why I did it is because it was such a great feat at the time. I loved food. I overate all the time. I had, you know, more body fat than I would have liked. And, and I don't just take my clothes off and get on stage every, you know, uh, very frequently. Uh, so that was a challenge for me. And that's a challenge for a lot of people dieting down super, super low body fat like that. Uh, but I wanted to do it. Why? Because I want to relate to people who want to do it. I want to relate to people who, who already are doing it. You know, people who, people who think that this is something they might want to do. I want them to feel like they can turn to me to ask me questions. And I want to do that heavy lifting for them. Hey, I actually already did that. Let me, let me give you the advice that you need to make that easier. That's why I'm always striving to do more things. Uh, and some might call it a flaw. I know many might call that a flaw uh, because it, it makes me busy. It makes me impatient. It makes me uh, flighty at times. Um, sometimes it can come across narrow-minded, uh, but I have this overall goal of just being able to connect with more people because that's really what I feel like I'm here on the earth to do. You know, another example would be would be you know purchasing an expensive car. Um, this obviously ruffled a lot of feathers in my life with the people around me who who thought it was a stupid idea. Um, and I'll admit, you know, it is a, it's never a smart idea to purchase an expensive car. But um, so I did. You know, a few months ago, I purchased a, a you know more expensive car than than the truck that I had before. Um, and I, one thing that I really thoroughly enjoyed, other than obviously the car, is the experience of buying the car. When you walk in, there's something to be said about, about living that experience and doing these things, you know, probably at an earlier age than, than many people are able to do it. Um, you know, walking in to a nice car dealership, having them greet you, say, hey, do you want any water? Do you want any coffee? Having them treat you with respect, like you deserve this, like you earned this. Um, those are the kind of things that really light a fire under me and really make me get up and make me work, make me work. Because these are the, 
these are the experiences that I know are out there that many people don't get to have. And these are the experiences that I want more people to have. And I really haven't figured out yet, you know, how, how I want, how I can help people have those kinds of experiences. You know, like my, my, the quick thing that comes to my head all the time is just like helping people make money. That's why I talk about real estate. That's why when people ask me real estate questions, I go into really great detail because I want people to make money to have the experiences that they want to have. And I think also, I don't know who's, who aligns with how I feel. I don't know people that align exactly with how I, how I feel. Um, you know, the closest person that I know is my roommate, uh, my roommate from college. Uh, and, and, and we feel very similarly about a lot of things, but they're about different. We're very passionate about different things and it's hard. It doesn't necessarily cross over the intensity of how we feel about it might, but the actual feelings towards those things don't necessarily cross over. So it's hard even in that sense, because everybody's got different interests. He's super, super into music. And it's one of those things where it's like, I really wish I, I knew more. I take the time to know more about, you know, what he likes and then be able to, to share those experiences with him. But it's always been a disconnect that we've had uh, between the two of us because I simply cannot relate. Um, and that's one of the things that I'd like to get better at too. I'm going to give you guys an exercise, give you guys an exercise to do just to kind of consider the question of, can you do more? First thing you're going to do, think about the biggest goal that you have and what it might take to achieve it. Think about the biggest goal that you have and what it's going to take to achieve it. Not just like, you know, don't think about it in steps. Don't think about it as like, well, I'm, I'm going to need 30 hours of training and then I'm going to just think about it steps. Make it as simple as possible because the more you complicate it, the less you're actually going to do. So I'll give you an example and then you can kind of model your example after this. Real estate. That's going to be the easiest way for me to explain this because this is what I'm involved in. So let's take real estate. I want to invest in real estate. That is the goal. What would step one be? A lot of people would say step one is, well, you need money first. No, step, what What can you do with money if you have no idea about real estate? You have no idea about the details of how real estate works, how to purchase real estate, how to sell real estate, how to rent real estate. Money is useless. You can sit with, you can have millions and millions of dollars. You, you can't do anything with it because you're not educated. So, so money can't be step one. And most people think money is step one. Education is going to be step one especially in real estate. Most of the time, education is step one and people don't want to, this is where people already fail. People don't want to take the time at first to learn about the thing that they think is going to free them from all of the world's troubles, all the troubles that they have. Step one, education. Do you know everything about real estate? Do you, could you buy a property today if a good deal came up and you had unlimited money? This is how I think about it today. You obviously need a good deal. That's actually step two. But, but you can't pass step one and start looking for a good deal until you know everything there is and you're ready. You'd be ready to pull the trigger that day. Step two, you need a good deal. Obviously, you need a good deal. You don't want to purchase a bad deal. Part of education is figuring out what a good deal is. So step two, you need a good deal. Money is useless without education and a good deal. Do you see the pattern? Do you see the, the order of operations here? Do you see PEMDAS from top to bottom? 
Step three is going to be money. You do need money because now you have education. You found a good deal. You need a way to fund that deal. But you need to start with step one. And step one, two, and three doesn't happen morning, morning, middle of the day, afternoon. That's not how it works. Step one takes months or years, typically years, because you spend the most time of your life in school. Step two, finding a good deal in something like this, is, this is going to take a while because you need to look at a lot of different deals. You need to put that into practice. All the while, you could be making money. You shouldn't stop making money, but that your focus shouldn't be, well, I need money right now or else I can't invest in real estate. Spend, spend 17, 18, 19, and 20, all of those years learning about real estate, you'll come into money. If you if you can if you can delay that gratification if you can work that hard stay that dedicated for that many years I'm not worried about you finding money it may be your own money it may be investors money it may be it may be family friends you will find the money but you need to have everything in the right order you need to have everything in the right steps so think about the goal your biggest goal it could be lose weight it could be uh, it could be real estate it could be getting a A on your test it could be getting a master's degree. Maybe it's learning how to drive stick shift. Maybe it's learning how to cut the lawn. They're, they're, no matter how big or small it seems, there's always steps to it. And you have to make sure you're putting the steps in the right order. And at every single step, you think this is what it's going to take. It's probably going to take a little bit more. And people don't actually want to go through all the initial steps. They just want to skip to the end. I just want a big building with a thousand units. Nobody has spawned into existence and purchased a building with a thousand units. And none of it's easy. I just told you in the beginning, you know, with I told you in the beginning with the property that I had, all of the chaos that, you know, that happened once you open a wall, there's something in the wall or that's the structure's not good or there's a crack in the foundation or, hey, this looked good. I thought, I thought it might need cosmetics, but then you get a contractor in there. They find out that the, 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 the wood's rotten in the basement and then the pipes aren't in the right spot. And I mean, it's not easy. And I think it's, you know, I'm, I'm a victim of this. I'm, I'm a perpetrator, I guess, of this too. The things that I post online about real estate, those things are, they're always the positives. And I try to post, you know, I, I just am not very consistent or good with posting in general, uh, but I would like to post the negatives. I'd like to share and show the negatives. Uh, maybe that's something I should do. Maybe that's something I'm going to do. Um, but I'm, I'm really... If you are trying to find the easy way to get something done, you're finished. You're already finished. If your first thought is, okay, this is what, you know, I'm going to train for a marathon. What is the easiest? How is the easiest? You know, what? Let me gather my thoughts here. <laughs> Sometimes I completely trip over my words and it sounds so much better in my head. If you're training for a marathon, if you, the first thought is, how can I make this training the easiest I can? or the least painful as I can, you're finished. Stop. Completely stop. In the beginning, you have to think, what does it take? That's the first step. You need education. You need to learn about how to run marathons. What happens to your body when you run marathons? What are the best shoes for long distance running? What is my health like? What shape am I in? What's my heart rate when I'm running? Do, do I have, am I going to get shin splints? How do I prevent shin splints? This is education. You, you don't just wake up and you say, well, I'm just going to go run a marathon. You need other things. That's, that's, that's later in the process. You need other things to happen first. 
you should be finding the most effective and efficient ways to solve challenges. Effective and efficient. Effective and efficient. But not easy. People say like, well, you should now technically you should find the easiest way to do a difficult thing and that, you know, your life is just stop. That is not how you grow. That's not how you get anywhere. It's not how you get anywhere in life. Efficient and effective is different than easy. Don't make things easy. You're doing yourself a disservice by making things easier. And that difficulty has to excite you. Like when I got into real estate, I knew it would be difficult and I was so excited to be able to tell the story, to be able to tell the story of when I walk in on two contractors fighting or when a pipe explodes on Christmas Eve or when a radiator starts to leak. Like I was, I know it's going to be hell in those moments and it is. It's not fun. I'm I'm upset. Sometimes I'm screaming at other people. Sometimes I'm screaming at my loved ones. I mean, like, it's not, it's not all, oh, thank goodness, this bad thing happened and now I grew. No, no, you get pissed and you're embarrassed that you're pissed and you're screaming at different people. And a lot of the times, a lot of times you're you're raising your voice at somebody and and it's because you were unsure and you're insecure. You you discover a lot about yourself through doing the difficult things and through just doing more and having more experiences. And when I say, you know, I've said before, you don't want to do the easy thing. You want to do things that are effective and efficient. If you're thinking to yourself, well, that's what I meant. I just say easy. I just call it easy, but we're really talking about the same thing. Align your words with your thoughts. You're not going to get anywhere if you're not using the right words to describe how you're feeling. That that's a whole that we could talk about that for a whole different podcast, just about how people don't their words don't align with how they feel. And I'm trying to become more particular with the things that I say. I'm trying to become more articulate and I'm trying to simplify the way that I speak. So it is in alignment with how I feel. Just to avoid confusion, to avoid stress, to avoid misunderstanding and to make your life a whole heck of a lot more efficient. Notice I didn't say easy. I almost said easy. And <laughs> you almost called me there, but I said efficient. So so difficulty, that difficulty just has to, it has to excite you. Um, so another exercise that you could do real quick before we kind of wrap things up here. Another exercise that you could do uh, is just uh, get up in the day and sort of track the things that you do. So get up. You know, I get up, I go eat breakfast, I come upstairs, I brush my teeth, I get ready for the day, I may sit down and watch YouTube videos, whatever it may be. And 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 look back on it at the end of the day, write it all down, separate it so you have enough to write notes underneath it, and then write underneath each activity you did. You know, is this the most effective and efficient way I could have used my time? And I'm not saying every time you sit down and pick up your your iPad or your laptop and watch some YouTube or watch Netflix. I'm not saying that that's not the most efficient use of your time. But if you think you could be using it more efficiently, then challenge yourself the next day to use that more efficiently. You know, like I know for me in the morning, I take 15 or 20 minutes and I just watch mindless things on YouTube. I'll watch UFC videos. I'll watch political, I'll watch, you know, some form of news. I'll I'll do something like that, but I'm choosing to do that because I know that it helps It helps me sort of relax before the craziness of the day starts, before I start getting phone calls from angry tenants, before I start uh, having to sit down and do work, um, things like that. So, so I'm not saying that like I can never tell you what's a waste of your time, and I'm never going to tell you what's a waste of your time. 
unless I'm in some crazy angry rant or something. But only you know that. But write this down seriously and challenge yourself. Don't don't look at three hours of watching a Netflix show and say, I think that was a good use of my time. Like you have to be realistic. So do that exercise and then see once you figure out, you know, how you could use your your day more efficiently and effectively. Think about what steps do I need to achieve? What steps do I need to get over to to reach my more longer term goals? And I guarantee you just cleaning up your day is a great start. But sit down and actually spend time thinking about your goals. Don't get stuck in this, this cycle of getting up, going about your day, going to sleep, getting up, going about your day, going to sleep. Take control of your day. Start to control the things that you think. Start to control uh, your actions so, so they align with your goals, with your words, with your thoughts. Make sure everything is in alignment. Because you're constantly contradicting contradicting yourself. That's just what we do. So get everything into alignment. See how you feel. And I'd love to hear about it. Thanks, everybody. Uh, I'm going to sign off this morning. Uh, but I hope everybody enjoyed that. Uh, again, like I said, I'm going to make things a little bit more, try to make things a little bit more targeted. Um, you know, even if I'm not as descriptive, hopefully there are some things in here that people can take from, you know, pull from and really learn from. So uh, super excited. I'm glad that I'm doing this again. And uh, feel free to reach out questions, comments, uh, or topics to speak about to uh, restless success radio at gmail.com. Again, that's restless success radio at gmail.com. Have a great day.